This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Geraint Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Brought to you by Zwift, the indoor cycling app where fun is fast. Welcome. Chairman Tom, we've done it. We've made it to the end of Series 1 of the Garen Thomas Cycling Club. Emotional times, G, emotional times. And we've had a lot of love for our guests this series. And I don't want to risk making Wout Paul's ego any bigger, but it seems his episode on training has gone down rather well. I mean, I've seen quite a few sort of best guests of the series style messages. I know he's been checking in with you on download figures, hasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, he likes um he loves a bit of loving on social media and he's been on to me about the whole uh yeah, download figures from like the first day downloads, like he wants to know how we were doing compared to all the others. So I did I played it down a bit though. I said, you know, we are episode nineteen, so we've got a bit more of a following than the guests on, you know, episode two, three or whatever. But um yeah, he wasn't interested, he just wanted to know the numbers. But I didn't tell him it was the best. I told him it was second best. You got to keep them hungry, haven't you? I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we also we really struggled, didn't we, to give bizarrely to give a good explanation of custard to Wout in that episode. So we asked our fellow club members to get in touch with their definitions. Yeah, we did. So Wout, we know you're listening. So here we go. This is what a few of our members came up with. So Martin Berry says custard is a non-Newtonian fluid. You can walk across it without sinking or drowning. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure that helps. Uh, I'm not even sure what I read out, to be honest. (laughs) How how can you walk across custard? Yeah, it must be uh, very light. Or have a a massive bowl. Like, How big is a bowl that you can actually walk across it? It would have to be a room-sized bowl. (laughs) Or he's just done... He's really messed it up and it's like those, what was it called? That cement cake or rock cake or heavy cake or what? That cake from, oh, yeah. you know, back in the series, yeah. The cement cake as it's forever known, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wouldn't want custard I could walk over anyway, but moving on. These were a bit better. Mark says it's a thick, hot vanilla sauce and Sue describes it as a runny vanilla ice cream. So they're a lot better descriptions, I'd say. Thick, hot vanilla sauce sounds disgusting, and I speak as a man who loves custard. Yeah, but neither are ideal, but they're better than what we did, aren't they? (laughs) They are, yeah. So I hope we've cleared that up. Now, let's forget about custard once and for all and get on with our final episode of the series, shall we? Let's do it. Soji, we've had some pretty big guests, haven't we, across our first series of the GTCC. We've had two Knights of the Realm, Sir Paul Smith, Sir Chris Hoy. We've had two of the greatest women's riders in the world, track and road with Laura Kenny and Lizzie Dynam. Yeah, to be fair, I think we've done all right, haven't we? And, you know, don't forget some of the pretty impressive international guys we've had. Obviously, Tom Boonen, classics legend, Richie Port, Sam Bennett, um... I don't know if we're counting Luke Rowe in that, though, are we? <laughs> I think we better. I think we better, bearing in mind he's your other podcast. Let's keep him happy. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, I think I've nailed it. Well, you, you haven't done too bad either, mate. Ah, oh, cheers. You know, I think, though, G, as well, like, we've had some really good guests, but there's also quite a few guests that you and I and producer Louise have discussed off-air who we haven't got yet. So I'm thinking we should line some of those up for, once you've got a certain big race out of the way, maybe a cheeky series too. 
Yeah, let's do it. But talking about our final episode of Series 1, I thought, you know, there's been a lot of chat on our uh, GTCC club rides about a Swanee or a Swanier episode. So uh, how about that? Yeah, sounds good. So I love the idea of this, but let's explain just briefly what a Swanee does. Or actually, to give them their name in Ineos and previously Sky, carers. You call them carers, don't you? Which makes them sound like they tuck you up in bed at night and stroke your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or we're like all in like a care home and they're just sort of like wheeling <laughs> us around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically Swanier, I think, is French for carer, maybe? I don't know. I've just assumed that. But um but yeah, basically they do everything for us. Um, look after us on on race, from massage to food to everything. Um, obviously, we have chefs and stuff as well. But yeah, they they phew, suitcases travel. They do all the logistics, and um, yeah, it's a big team effort. What separates a run of the mill Swanee from a world class Swanee? I think um, ones that just go above and beyond, like what you even want. So you might not want, I don't know off the top of my head now it's breakfast time and they'll just make you a coffee and you're just like oh thanks you know it's just like they constantly just want to do things for you just to make your life easier so that's obviously a nice perk but the main thing is the massage if you don't get a good massage it's just it's not a good place when you when you're on tour for three weeks and you're getting a, a massage and you're like Pwah. don't feel like that's really touch the sides you know because it's not like a spa treatment. This isn't like going to your local spa, lying down with some like... No you know, candles? No, no candles and bloody whale, whale sounds or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> They get stuck in, you know. It's not pleasant at times. But that's what I prefer as well, you know. A good like deep get stuck in there. Mm. Previously, I think when you've told me about the little fringe benefits of being an elite cyclist, I have imagined that if I could choose one aspect of it, I'd probably have a mechanic because I love the idea of getting back from a ride and just throwing my bike in the corner and then it coming back beautifully clean and oiled and everything working. But I've got a feeling as we find out more about soigneurs that actually of all the little fringe benefits, I'd love my own soigneur. Yeah, definitely. If it was a toss up between a swanee and a mechanic, I'd go swanee because, well, yeah, I can deal with a dirty bike, but... Can't rub your own back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello there, this is my friend Joe. Hi! Now, Joe plays rugby for England. Yeah, what's your point? Come on. Well, Joe presents a podcast and it's my firm belief that you should listen to it. Very interesting. And here's why. Because it's not actually a rugby podcast because, well, let's face it, there's billions of them already. No, 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 no. It's about you, the listener, and the jobs you do. If you're a teacher, an astronaut, a tree surgeon or a chef then we've got loads of questions for you. The Joe Marler Show, because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. That's a great line. That is a that is a very good line from you, Tom. Thank you, Joe. You want to find it? Search for The Joe Marler Show in your podcast app. Because everyone is interesting if you ask the right questions. The GTCC are delighted to be sponsored by our friends at Amp Human. They're dedicated to helping athletes at all levels achieve their potential, even amateurs like me. AMP's flagship product, PR Lotion, is the world's first and only lotion to deliver the natural electrolyte bicarb to the body. Now, gee, this all sounds quite fancy, but you've been using it for, what, a couple of years now? Does it help? Yeah, definitely. And it's not 
just any old ad this either, you know, to try and get a bit of cash in to help produce the pod. But I genuinely feel like it does help. Kind of lather it on wherever you want, whatever muscles are working. So yeah, bang it all over my legs for any hard session or uh, yeah, time trial. Well, there's studies as well that show a 50% reduction in muscle soreness when using PR lotion. And you can benefit too with 25% off your next purchase using the code GTCC25. That's the letters GTCC and the number 25. Just visit amphuman.com forward slash GTCC and start training with your PR lotion today. Right, so Tom, seeing as last week's episode went so well, sharing a mic with Wow Pals, getting all close up and personal with Wow, I thought, why not try it again with someone that I see a lot on a daily basis, probably the most actually in the team. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Welcome to the podcast, to the GTCC, Marco Jallo. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, Marco, this is ideal because look, we've chatted on this podcast a lot about how many hours of training that Geraint does, how many hours he spends on the bike, all that sort of stuff. So I think we should start off by you just telling me and reminding Geraint how long your hours are every day. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they spent a lot of hours on the bike and uh, oh, we spend uh, even more <laughs> working for them uh, so they can <laughs> ride the bikes uh, as best as they can, even if G is always calling me hardly working, so... <laughs> No. Yeah, he hardly works, but he says he's always working hard, but yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> no, to be fair, they do uh they do a lot actually. Like what time does your day start? Uh, yeah, usually like here in training camp, six thirty and then uh quite often go to bed not before eleven PM, so all day basically. Long days, but when we're on the bike doing six hours you just by the pool chilling though no no pool is closed due to covid but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> can go up the volcano running up walking up and uh yeah they're a bit mad for it actually tom that the swannies when they get their chance like you running up here trekking up to like three thousand meters like it's a training camp for you guys as well yeah yeah that's what it makes it hard though on two thousand meters it's not easy to run though but you know <laughs> no it's not no Marco, it can sound sometimes like the job of a soigneur is a bit like being a sort of 1950s housewife in a very unenlightened era in that you have to do what? In fact, do a list for you. I've got a list that includes washing kit, massage, making food, making drinks, packing bags, carrying bags, packing buses, packing cars. Yeah, that's a good list you have there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. We do quite a bit. Um make life easier for bike riders so yeah they can perform at their best they don't need to think about i don't know what what am i going to drink today it's all there and what are they going to eat if their suitcase is going to appear in the next hotel or yeah stuff like that so yeah that's the thing with training camp as well sometimes when we have different efforts or you know we have an efforts day so what we want to drink on the bike changes and then suddenly some guys can uh, forget to tell people what they want and then they're on the bikes like moaning about the Swannies for not giving them the right bottles and they, they get it in the neck a lot even though um, most of the time it's not their fault really but um, the morning coffees as well with the old mocha you know on the stove oh that's a tricky one not everyone yeah. can make a mocha, make a mocha. it's a lot more effort mm, especially but cleaning afterwards 
Yeah, like I don't mind an espresso, but you know, if someone's going to offer a mocha, then yeah, <laughs> it's stronger though. For yeah, it blows your head off, especially at altitude. I think if you're a bit hungry as well, boom. Yeah, so they 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 do a lot, and now you're like, I'm sure they love to make extra work for yourselves though. Like suddenly <laughs> started making different food for training, so. No, it's all you guys. What are those ball things, though, that you yeah, make? Yeah, yeah. Good, no? They are, but uh, <laughs> they're like oat. Oaty. Datey. Honey. Dates. Yeah. Like yeah. Just variety, you know? Because you, you guys eat rice cakes in the races and, yeah, it's training camp, so you don't want to overeat yourself with rice in training camp. So. Yeah, I avoid rice as much as I can. But, yeah, so, yeah, they're making these... Oat balls. What do you call them? Cojones. Cojones. That sounds like something else. Cojones. It's balls for Spanish. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to yeah. say. <laughs> but you're literally calling them balls. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Okay, so that's a training camp. What about, give us an average day at a Grand Tour, Marco. If you're with G, say, at the Tour de France later this summer, when does your day start? What does it involve? Yeah, quite, quite early morning. Um, usually have a breakfast two and a half or three hours before we depart hotel. And yeah, like in training camp, you don't change hotels while in, in the races, you, every day you're in different hotel. So basically we, in the morning, we prepare all the food, all the bidons for the race. And then we divide like swannies or carers as we're called. Uh, we divide ourselves in two groups. One is the hotel group and one is in-race group. So basically the hotel group, they, um, yeah, they collect all the bedding, all the suitcases from the riders just before we, dep- uh, we depart to the race. And then they go to the next hotel and they prepare everything. So when we come from the race, everything's ready. Massage tables are set up. Uh, suitcases are in the rooms waters in the room so yeah we're ready to work and then when the on race guys they yeah basically we go to the start get the riders on their bikes or they go on their bikes (laughs) (laughs) we just uh there if they need anything like um we give them bidons they take the food and off they go and then yeah usually we wait for them like in um halfway point which is called feed zone hand them those feedbacks or musettes with uh, food and drinks and then we rush to the finish line where we wait for them again and uh, there's a lot of waiting (laughs) (laughs) see what i mean hardly working (laughs) but there is a lot of logistics in it because yeah you might have to um, this the feed zones somebody might have to do two or three in the same day so you might be at 50k into the race and then they hand out, you know, bottles and then they got to get to the next one. And sometimes there might be an accident or, you know, they held up somewhere and on the radio here, oh, boys, there's no feed zone in 5k. They didn't make it. So now everyone's moaning, oh, bloody Jallo again, can't even get to the bloody feed zone. <laughs> and uh, but even at the start as well, you know, there's, there's somebody that's always on the bus for warm stuff on your legs or cream on your back. You, Marco loves rubbing cream into the boy's back. Um, <laughs> sweaty uh, back. <laughs> that sounded wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're basically just, it sounds bad, but weight on his hand and foot really. And uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. And then, you know, at, at the finish as well, you know, you've got a lot of tired, hungry bike riders on edge. Sometimes they've got to put up with all that as well. So I think 
the hotel group is a holiday program now. That's, that's the gig you want to get. <laughs> like, uh, I wouldn't call it holiday. <laughs> uh, not really holiday. There's still a lot of work to do, but uh, you don't get the on-race stress. Like, you don't have to deal with bike riders, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true what Marco says as well. You know, it's not just a suitcase you got to get to the next room. We have mattress toppers with our own pillows, bed sheets. You know, sometimes somebody might Humidifiers, want... Humidifiers, ventilators, yeah. aircons, if there's none in the hotel room which happens a few times, especially mm. in France in the tour. So there's a hell of a lot of lugging stuff around and cars here, there and everywhere for extra feeds and podium car and this and that. And it's a, it's a lot to do, actually. Yeah. Big operation behind it. Mm. It sounds to you a little bit like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, Marco, but it's a little bit like, gee, you've got a butler. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, we just got a whole team of butlers, you know, helping us out. Um, well, what's harder, being a Swanee or a mechanic? Oh, that's a tricky one. If you ask Swanee, we will say our job is harder. If you ask mechanic, they will say their job is harder. Uh, definitely, they have mechanics have more responsibility. Like, if something goes wrong on the bike, they're first ones to blame, while... I can't really mess it up with bottle. No? Well, yeah, I oh, can yeah, get. I, I can, yeah, but I can get a forty when I want a twenty <laughs> or one twenty. <laughs> so basically, we call our drinks by the number of carbs in them. So we have a twenty grams of carb drink, a forty, and then what's a eighty? Eighty is the other one. And uh, during the Giro, two years, no, last year, last year, Teo was warming up for the first stage, the, the TT, and Marco asks him, "Oh, what do you want to drink for the turbo for the warm up?" Teo was like, oh, I'll have uh, a one, 120, please. So Marco was like, okay, that's okay. Punchy. Shows off. Yeah, and then, uh, but obviously Teo meant one bottle of 20, <laughs> but Marco thought he meant 120. So Marco was like, <laughs> we don't have one of them, so I'll get an 80 and a 40 then. And he, he mixed it all together, gives it to Teo. And t- what was Teo like? He's- oh, he was like, <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> Why are you giving me a bottle of syrup, basically? Yeah. <laughs> it was like drinking sand, basically, I think. <laughs> even, even to mix it was hard to mix. I, I, that's annoying, actually. That's one thing. I got bone to pick with you. Yeah. Well, not you specifically, I mean, but... I did ask him, like, three times. Are you sure? One, two, zero. Like, obviously, English is not my first language, but I know what 120 is. So <laughs> that's why I even ask him but a few when, times. But when you're going about mixing, sometimes mm. when you have your recovery drink, you can oh, drink yeah. it, and then at the bottom, there's a still a... You can see a block of like protein that hasn't mixed in. Mm. You need to sort that out, mate. Yeah, blame blame chocolate. <laughs> Not me. But sometimes the bus driver does that, though, eh? Yeah. You know, Marco claims he does everything, but yeah, they delegate yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most important thing about being a Swanee, Marco? When I've asked Garrett about this before, he's been very particular about two things, one of which is massage, and I think we should talk about massage separately. But the other thing is that as a Swanee, even if you spend all your time around elite cyclists and you go on a lot of grand tours, that at no point can you really talk about cycling to a rider. And you certainly can't offer a rider any form of advice or sort of tactical steer. Yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, you see straight away if they want to talk about it. Obviously, if they win, they're like, all over the place like, oh yeah it was good this was good that was good <laughs> but uh yeah after bad day i learned that yeah you shouldn't talk about cycling so you start talking about football and uh, which 
I'm not sure what's worse, like especially with G. <laughs> Arsenal is not performing well, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Well, Real Madrid's no, not much better. Uh, yeah. They're still second, though. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sometimes you need to know when when to be quiet and sometimes, yeah, just let the conversation go and talk about family or, I don't know, some random things. Because mm, I guess generally a Swanee would normally have the same riders, no? Yeah. Like generally for massage, you go to the same people. So they tend to learn, understand you more. So, you know, a Swanee has to be a bit of an agony ant sometimes, you know, or pick you up or let you just sort of, yeah, be a bit grumpy or whatever, or kind of partial mind readers, really. And, uh, you know, probably need to have a few sessions with Steve Peters so they know exactly like how to <laughs> read us and tell us the right thing to say. Because some, some bike riders can be a lot more um, sensitive, sensitive, maybe, yeah. than others. So, yeah, if you say the wrong thing to one guy, it can easily, like... Get upset. Yeah. And angry. And want to fire you. So mm, a few times. <laughs> so yeah, this it's a bit of a balancing act really, isn't it? How do you decide thinking of massage? How do you decide, Marco, which rider you're gonna massage first? Is there a real pecking order? Is it about the G C contender and then his key lieutenant, or is it first come, first serve? Yeah, now in training camp is G's always last because he always does an hour or two extra on the bike than everyone else. Or podcasting. Or podcast or, yeah, yeah like <laughs> phone calls or whatever. So Busy yeah. man, Tom, busy. <laughs> but in the races, um, if I have two guys to massage, they swap every day. One goes first, so it's fair for both. But um, yeah, in, in the tour, I think, uh, or in the Grand Tour, we have five Swannies and eight riders. So two guys, two Swannies get only one massage, so... Usually I end up only with G and he's always first then, mm. obviously. Yeah, so that's quite nice for me because, um, yeah, I get to have a massage straight away. You eat earlier, you get to bed earlier and Marco does less as well. So win-win. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he just has, he has to do other stuff then, obviously. So Marco, I'd like to know, because on this podcast we always see happy G or even if he's tired G, he's always generally in a good mood. You've probably seen Grumpy G. So what's he like on the days when things aren't going so well? Oh, actually, I just, I saw him grumpy or <laughs> angry <just laughs> recently, like, what, two weeks ago? After yeah, Tour of Romandy. Tour of Romandy, after the small mistake he did, or, yeah, it wasn't really his fault, but... I love the way you've described it as a small mistake, because it's almost as if you know that on this podcast we can't mention the C word. Exactly, yeah. And you found yeah. a delightful euphemism for what Geraint like, did. Um, that man's <laughs> top finish. Yeah, after he crossed the line. I mean, obviously I was there and I saw I saw what happened. Not exactly, but I saw incident or whoopsie, whoopsie <laughs> daisy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, after he crossed the line, I grabbed him and started pushing him uphill um, to where our van was and he was angry <laughs> i never saw him so angry before so yeah i think that was one of the most angry i've been after a race actually just because it was such a stupid incident and uh yeah I, I really wanted to win the day on that stage but anyway thanks for bringing that up marco yeah no worries and yeah, yeah i'm just telling the truth <laughs> but for the rest actually i haven't seen him grumpy or yeah maybe he is for 10-15 minutes and then 
he talks to himself and he's ready to go and <laughs> yeah yeah not really um he's not really grumpy he's quite happy chap there we go that's what got him on <laughs> <laughs> with all the things you have to do marco i think a soigneur is almost like a gc contender because let's say you were amazing at massage but you made terrible oat balls that's no good and let's say you were sort of five out of ten at massage six out of ten at making the sort of the the carbohydrate drinks you, you need to be an eight out of ten at about seven or eight different things don't you? you can't be the equivalent of a pure climber or a time trialer you need to be 10 out of 10 everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah actually it's true yeah uh, you need to be good at everything and i think that's what makes a uh, good swanee uh, really good swanee then yeah yeah i think that's the one thing that riders moan about the most is the massage so if there's a swanee that doesn't do a great massage they're not going to last too long because nobody wants to go with them everyone avoids them so yeah would you be quite direct in your feedback, G, with a massage? Because like most of us have had massages at different points. And sometimes you just know there's a particular spot that you'd like them to do. But you feel that you have to wait while they perform whichever little trick it is that they've got up their sleeve. Yeah, it's strange because like, there's a lot of equipment involved with a massage as well these days. You know, I think uh, you've got like these massage guns as well that people can use. If you know, you know cups... Like they basically so, suck the air out, cups, yeah. yeah, and it pulls blood to that. I don't oh, know. And it leaves a really funny mark on your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that sort of stuff? Marco's got his like big knife-looking thing, which he uses to scrape your legs at times. And yeah, every Swanee has their own sort of ritual thing, like you say. And um, like we had this new guy who was doing some massage from home for us, like when we weren't at a race or training camp, and um, he just used to love the cups. And like you'd say, oh, can you just do a bit more on my legs or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd still do the same thing. <laughs> Obviously, we don't use him anymore. So it's kind of like you do you do tell them in a, in a you know a polite way and stuff. And if they do sort of listen and adapt to it, then yeah, it's fine. But a lot of them are sort of, if they've been doing it a while, they've got their own sort of, like you say, ritual of doing it really. And for sure, Marco's always been the one I prefer so um yeah thank that's, you <laughs> that's why i end up sort of i always end up being with with marco then on a similar program doing the same sort of training camps uh you even came to la mm. at the start of the year so it was a nice holiday nice for holiday, him holiday yeah really <laughs> but uh no but even but then though marco like you know swannies they're just used to doing stuff all the time so then he you know wanted to cook for me sa and max was there then wasn't mm. he he was like tiny then three months or something and four four there we go um, that's how good a swanee is he knows the age of your son better than you do <laughs> yeah so yeah you, you do build up a pretty close relationship i think and um i'll say big riders but you know riders that sort of get results and stuff and move teams they tend to sort of take a swanee with them or maybe a mechanic just because yeah they, they there's there's less change and stuff and that guy will know this little things which a rider might like and uh, like mentally helps a lot, I think. Okay, so Marco came on holiday with you, Sarah Max, to California. I guess in that situation, Swannies become part of your family, do they, G? <laughs> well, you might say holiday, but for me, it was a training <laughs> camp, Tom. But uh, it was well, it was a holiday for Sarah Max, I guess. So, But yeah, they do become uh, 
definitely extended part of my family because he's sort of I'm always with him when I'm at a race more or less or training camp and um, yeah actually that reminds me Sarah obviously knows him really well and uh, one day in the tour 2019 Sarah was obviously pregnant I think she was maybe oh, I don't know how far along she was well over 20 odd weeks and she's had to have a growth scan because she was measuring small and uh, so she texted you didn't she Marco and um, everything was good and then during one of the feeds, I remember going up, like grabbing a feed bag, and Marco, he just shouted, didn't he? He was like, everything's okay, or something along those lines. <laughs> but afterwards, I was thinking, even if it wasn't okay, surely you would just say it's okay, like mid stage. Like, can you imagine, like, saying something like, it has a slight complication with the bloody blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> and then I'm there for like the next 100K, thinking, like, what the hell's going on? So I think you'd probably have said it was all okay anyway but um yeah that was uh different anyway oh yeah because when we had Sauron as our guest on the episode uh, about the seaweed that we can't use she said it was marco that she called when you had your where we can't use at the giro as well didn't mm-hmm. she yeah basically well marco's a man on the ground really so um she always messages him just to check that everything's okay but I think I mentioned it in the SARS episode as well, but it's just like Chinese whispers. Like Marco's like, oh yeah, everything's good. Slight, slight sore knee. Um, and then afterwards a text saying like, oh yeah, I just hurt my shoulder or whatever. But the gist of it, the the main thing is the fact that I'm okay, you know, and carrying on. So he does play a bigger role actually, thinking about it. Okay, so you're doing, Marco, an unbelievable amount of work what sort of rewards do you get? Don't tell us your exact pay, but just give us, I don't know, can you give us a percentage of G's or an equivalent? Like, do you get paid the same as a teacher back home? That sort of thing? Um, obviously, we're not paid not enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's your salary, G? <laughs> no. Just write it down on a piece of paper, G, and just slip it across the table. Um, um, I would say we're paid well enough to... To have a good living back home, so I think as well, like it's different. It's a different life, isn't it, for Swannies? Because they, how many days would you do? Yeah, two hundred. So two, and then they obviously when they're home, they're home. Like obviously, I think like lead Swannies, head Swannies, whatever you call them, has to spend a bit more time on the phone organizing stuff. You know, service course which we've mentioned before in Belgium, where stuff gets packed and unpacked, and you need to sort stuff out there and this and that. But generally a swanny when they're home they're off you know and they can spend that quality time with their family because they're away for more than half the year obviously and looking at average wage i think it's it's definitely over the average wage in the uk but it's full-on you know it's, it's basically when you're away with a team you're on call the whole time there's no time to rest you know someone can knock on their door in the middle of the night needing something or um or 6 30 in the morning yeah so Richie Port here loves a early morning turbo session and we yeah. do that on Marco in Marco's room because he's got a balcony where we have the turbos Richie goes to bed nice and early nine o'clock Marco goes at midnight and Richie wakes him up at 6 30 for a for, for a turbo session <laughs> but um having heard all that Marco I don't think you're a butler I think you're more of a babysitter or a mum yeah everything you are. You're, you're a rider's mum on the road <laughs> yeah agony aunt so what are the things that you definitely shouldn't do as a Swanee? Do you, I remember you telling me about, was it when you were at Barlow World and you had a Swanee who 
managed to put all the helmets for the team on the wrong bus, sent them 100 <laughs> miles the wrong way. Yeah, we were. Um, it was the first stage of the tour in 2007, and it started in London. It was obviously Barlow World were a British registered team, so it was a big for them. Yeah, it was the first time they'd ridden the tour. It was a pro continental team, so second category team that weren't guaranteed a ride in the tour, and we got in there. And yeah, we turned up to the start, and uh, no helmets. So they'd already <laughs> already on the way to the Channel Tunnel. So we had to go around. There was a couple of spares on the bus and then um, the lesser riders that were unlikely to be in more photos had <laughs> borrowed helmets from other teams. So, But nothing like that. Well, I don't know. You tell me. Oh, it was Ghent Wevelgem. <laughs> one classics, one day race. And we came to the start and I was supposed to bring the rice cakes in onto the bus. And the morning was just full on and some changes in, don't know exactly what was it. I forgot rice cakes. So we come to the start, meeting was done. I come on the bus to rub the hot creams on mm. the legs and I open the fridge and oh, empty. Jesus. Luckily, the hotel was like 25, half, half an hour away. And uh, one of our guys just went full on back to the hotel brought the rice cakes and yeah don't do that <laughs> don't forget rice cakes or helmets <laughs> not that this is a swanies thing but i remember before Pyru bay ones as well the toilet broke on the bus mm. we were that one oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah that wasn't an ideal he blocked um, it not sure probably cj i think mm, yeah just throwing baby wipes in and yeah you know those toilets cj there. being chris sutton was it the sorry yeah. One, yeah 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 he's um retired now but Actually, I don't know if it was him, but I'm going to blame him anyway. Yeah, CJ Sutton, Chris Sutton. But yeah, before a stage, you know, everyone has, you know, a nervous sort of number two. So I think he was one of the first in as well. So that was, um, yeah, I think bin bags were out and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Won't go into too much detail, but yeah. Marco, what are the other big no-nos then? Are you, I guess if G is trying to lose weight for a grand tour and he's watching what he eats very carefully. I guess if when he came in for his massage, you were tucking into a massive chocolate bar or a burger, that would go down quite badly. Oh, yeah. Uh, like on the time trial days, for example, it's kind of tradition. We have pizza for lunch. Like all the staff have, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 pizzas brought to the truck. And um, yeah, we always hide behind the truck so the riders don't see us eating pizza. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bloody hell. We saw, like, this year in Tirreno, there was, in front of us, there was, uh, I'm not going to say the team, or should I, Gazprom, the Russian team, and riders were warming up in front of the bus, and their staff members, just in front of their faces, eating pizza. Like, come on. <laughs> Be a bit of, I don't know, discreet and hide. <laughs> the same with chocolate, though. Yeah. Like, I don't mind it too much. Like, before the tour, when you're sort of focused and stuff, I... If I see chocolate and Marco's eating it, it doesn't bother me too much. It's more after the tour when my um, willpower is a little less. <laughs> and then, yeah, if he's having chocolate, I want some of it. So, Marco, you've got the secret stash, have you? No. The Spanish guys, <laughs> they have the secret stash. Alonso, he's the biggest one on the team and he has all the chocolate. He's the one to go Does to. He? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Even from uh, even from Dave B though, I think um, they used to have chocolate on the 
<laughs> one of the trucks where they do the washing and stuff and Dave knew it was on there so then he was like oh no chocolate allowed you've got to get rid of that because Dave didn't want to eat it either so he wanted to sort of clean up his diet so I think they just hidden it somewhere else now where Dave doesn't know so yeah we changed the locker <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now, G, as you know, one of our social secretaries on the GTCC is Emma O'Reilly, who used to be a Swanya. So I've picked Emma's brains, Marco, because I want to see this from a Swanya's perspective. She's given me a, a couple of little things to ask you. The first of which is, is it still the highlight of a race when you drop the riders at the airport? <laughs> uh... That's a yes? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped me off at Romandy, actually, didn't you? I didn't have time oh, yeah. for a shower. I had to make my flight because I was going to Amsterdam for Zwift, actually. I had a gig with Zwift. And uh, yeah, phew, you're just like getting changed in the toilet and give, <laughs> give Marco a load of stuff that he's taking to the next race. And then I wander off to get the flight and then Marco has an eight to ten hour drive home. That's probably nice then, isn't it? You switch off, mm. listen to the GTCC podcast. Yeah. podcast and... Actually, I, I did, yeah. <laughs> right, here's your second question from Emma O'Reilly, our social secretary. Um, do riders sit around and come up with helpful suggestions of how Swannies could do their job? No. <laughs> no, not helpful. <laughs> they make oh, it they, m- come up, they come up with suggestions. Yeah, they come helpful. up with suggestions, but uh, makes our lives more complicated if... Like, they find a problem for every solution. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any riders you avoid? Mm, No. Awkward one, (laughs) G. Okay. Well, listen, here's your third and final question. Which rider in the current team has the heaviest suitcase? Oh, even I know this one, I think. Kwiatkowski. Yeah. Does he? Like, why? 55 kilos, probably. I don't know. With all the gadgets he has. Probably... Speaker, uh, coffee machine. Yeah. Isla last year, do you remember? Oh, he came up, or his wife came up with a car full yeah. of half of his apartment, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it was nice, like make make the house that we stayed in more like family house, like with uh, speakers playing in every corner, big coffee machine and playstation and yeah playstation that didn't even get turned on no <laughs> not even connected i think yeah no <laughs> um, but yeah he loves a gadget does creato um, yeah his suitcase is the heaviest and g my final question to you about swannies what sort of tip slash reward slash bonus do you dish out when all their hard work helps you achieve what you want to achieve uh give them a high five <laughs> it's not allowed Fist pump. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, at the end of the year, you, you, you know, might give the Swanee a little gift, something which generally you try and do something that they can spend with the family. Although I did ask you once and you were like, nah, just get me something. But, money. um, just get me money. <laughs> no, yeah, you're just, you're, yeah, you're just grateful for what they do, aren't you? And then obviously, if you do well and then you get a jersey, then, although Marco wasn't at the tour when I won. Yeah. So I don't know what that says about. <laughs> hardly working yeah. yeah although I had a a decent excuse yeah, yeah. he had his second child but yeah uh, fair enough is there just thinking about it G is there an awkward crossover period between when you are at a training camp or at a race and you've got your butler slash babysitter slash mum Marco there and then when you get home to SAR and you subconsciously expect someone in the house to do all the same tasks that you've had done for you for the preceding three weeks yeah, it is tough. It is tough. You forget, like, you know, about the washing and then suddenly you got to cook and you got to tidy up and 
then there's Max. Yeah, you you do get into that groove of just being like waited on, basically. Not that you ever take it for granted, but you do get used to it. You know, his story's a chippo. Like when he used to get to every hotel room, he wanted like a fresh fruit salad there and don't <laughs> quite go to that length or that standard. And and chippo as well. Didn't he always was... Every morning he had to have a new pot of jam, so he made that noise when he opened it. You know that? What? Yeah, yeah I've heard Mario all Cipollini of, insisted yeah. on fresh jam so he could get the pop as the vacuum yeah. seal was broken. Basically, yeah, yeah. Nice warm baguette, so... We don't really have any of those no, things. No, you're good. Might start. You guys are good. Marco, thanks so much for joining us on the GTCC. Thanks for dishing some dirt on Grumpy G, as well as Happy G. And thanks for the phrase, whoops-a-daisy. Yeah. yeah, cheers, Marco. It's time for a massage now anyway, Tom, so... Yeah, we need to... Should we go? we go? Yeah, we go. Thanks for having me. <laughs> cheers. Tom, at the start of this series, you'd never been on Zwift before, so... What's your first season on the app been like? Gee, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a convert. You know, I never thought I would enjoy riding my bike on a train in the garage because I never used to, but it's been really good fun. I've enjoyed the different training sessions. I've really enjoyed our weekly GTCC club rides and I've been really surprised how it's pushed me. It's made me fitter. <laughs> yeah, despite your back issues, you're a bit of a, a pro now. Well, I say pro in a very loose sense of the word, but... Semi? But, semi what? pro (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess so yeah but it's not so much fun anymore I guess you're still my amateur friend though but maybe we could get thanks you're welcome but maybe we could get a producer Louise uh, to fill in your spot next year don't worry I don't mean like on the podcast but maybe just uh, we can follow Louise's journey on Zwift instead that's a great shout really good idea and if you're listening to this and you fancy giving Zwift a try over the summer just go to Zwift.com to start your free trial Right, Tom, our last any other business of the series. So who's our final appointments to the GTCC committee? Okay, so the first one, G, is Elliot King, who wants to be the club liaison for, get this, Las Vegas. Not only that, he's offered to take us around the bars. He reckons he can gear the ride towards climbs or flats. He also says we will be well fed across the many coffee shops and I'll show you around the Las Vegas Strip. If you come during summer, be prepared for 120 degrees days. That's hot. Every other month outside of June to August is delightful. We have over 300 days of sunshine throughout the year. We can even throw it down on a craps table. I don't know what that means. And leave our bikes at the front desk if you prefer. Now, that is a serious offer. Have you been to Vegas? I have, actually. On our honeymoon, we did a trip around um, California. I drove from LA to Vegas to... Where else did we go? Yosemite, San Francisco, ended nice. up in Hawaii. Yeah, I was quality. Saar was up, actually. Saar won quite a bit of money. I, I didn't. Yeah, typical. But 120 degrees. I'm, I'm guessing that's obviously Fahrenheit. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Otherwise, we'd well be on boiling points. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a quick Google. That's like 48.8 Celsius. That's ridiculous. If that's true, yeah, we're definitely not going in summer. But the bars are air conditioned, though, aren't they? Like when you say we're not going summer, what you mean is we're not going summer and riding our bikes. <laughs> yeah, true. But you know, pool parties and stuff. We want to make the most of them, don't we? That is true. That is true. I was at a pool party once. You know, when we went to Miami, like uh, oh, it was a few years ago now. Just started seeing Sar, and four of us went out: Ben Swifty and Stanard, 
and one of my mates back home and uh ludicrous was there you know ludicrous the rapper yeah yeah oh it was great but we were like yeah we didn't have any money really it was max shandry so his family have a load of restaurants over there and they set us up they got us in this hotel really nice hotel that we couldn't really afford to pay full whack with but they helped out <laughs> and yeah they had a pool party down there with ludicrous so yeah that was quality but we were well out of our depth there totally yeah was it an awkward one for pro cyclists because without being derogatory to your physiques which are clearly designed <laughs> perfectly for the job you do but you're not designed to be stacked with upper body muscle aren't you so in a pair of board shorts or trunks I would imagine you'd want to wear something shorter on the leg to showcase your asset. And then maybe, I don't know, a cheeky T-shirt to hide the rest. <laughs> well, short legs, then you show your tan lines as well. So that's not great either. Yeah, we definitely didn't fit in with the ludicrous in his crowd, but it was still pretty sweet. He kept promoted some whiskey, actually, and we had a few free shots of that. So can't complain. But um, nice yeah, Vegas, Vegas is on. Superb. Well, listen, on the theme of ambassadors, we're also going to add Fraser Drinkwater as our UAE ambassador. So we've got that area of the world covered too. Welcome to Fraser. And our third and final ambassadorial appointment goes to Jim Gilmartin, who's going to represent Yorkshire. Big job there, Jim. He says, I come from the famous cycling town of Otley in West Yorkshire, home of one of our former guests, of course, Lizzie Dynam. Um, And I speak the local language. So I can offer translation services during cafe stops to ensure that the situation such as Tom's Bakewell pudding instant, yes, remember that well, can be avoided. And then finally, a really important one here, G. I'm going to appoint Gordon Booth as our dental officer. Gordon says, hi, G and Tom, really enjoying the pods, particularly the nutrition episode. But when I listened to it, it hit me. You guys need a club dentist. You can't just slam down gel after gel, bags of Haribo, energy drinks, and not expect a cavity or three. Plus, wisdom teeth infections can be a massive pain. Just ask Mark Hershey. He says, it's cool to have a yellow jersey, but do you really want yellow teeth like what you've done there, Gordon? (laughs) Yeah, I I agree, actually. Saying that, my best man's wife is a dentist, but, well, Kathy, I haven't got in touch, have you, love? So... Gordon. Gordon's our dentist. And um, yeah, for sure. No one wants yellow teeth. Come on. Shall we do some shout outs to finish? Yes, let's do that. And the first one goes out to Cafe Velo Verde and the lovely owners, Vinny and Bill, who we had on earlier in the series. Yeah. uh, The amazingly talented Poppy has made a GTCC jersey and we're now up on the wall, G, on their cafe in Nottingham. And they're finally back open. So if you're in that neck of the woods, please go and stop off at our official GTCC cafe. And hopefully next series, G, we can add a few more official GTCC coffee shops as well. Um, Another shout out goes to Ruth Rod, the official GTCC baker, who has just retired from nursing after a 36-year career. Ruth says she'll have plenty of time on her hands now so she can become the GTCC nurse too. Yes, big thanks to Ruth, actually, for all your help, both with, well, a bit less so with the GTCC, a bit more with your nursing role. But, yeah, happy retirement. Enjoy it. And speaking of retirement, Tom, I think it's time for us to have a little break now as well, isn't it? Yeah, so not so much a retirement as just a little rest, I think, because you've got some relatively high-profile racing that's coming up. I'm going to sort out my sciatica, so I'm going to be back fighting fit for Series 2. In the meantime, G... We're going to keep the GTCC group rides on Zwift going over the summer. 
There's going to be one a month. It'll be the last Wednesday of the month at the usual time of six o'clock. The jerseys and more merch, I think we're looking at socks, aren't we, and bedons, are going to be back on sale over the summer. All you've got to do to get hold of those is to go to garrettthomas.com, click on the shop or stay across our socials. And we're going to do a few bonus episodes, G, aren't we, across the summer, keep our members entertained. You and I have been discussing the names and without giving anything away, if the three names that we are chasing come off, they are massive. They are. They are. I'm very proud of them. So uh, we won't let on who they are until we drop the pods, so to speak. Yeah, I think we've covered a few bases with them as well, haven't we? It's not just... Well, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> we were getting dangerously <laughs> close to giving it all away. Um, you will find out in good time. In the meantime, join our fantastic community on the GTCC Facebook group. Follow us on Insta and Twitter and we can all keep chatting over the next few months. Yes, thanks for all your support, guys, and we'll be back soon. We'll see you soon. Ciao for now. That was the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Thanks to Gordon Booth, to Elliot King, Fraser Drinkwater and Jim Gilmartin, and to our 50-strong GTCC committee. Thanks also to our producer and club secretary, Louise Gawilliam, our head of social media, Fionn Clark, our head of music, Emma Hickman, our treasurer, Diane Barker, and our honorary president, Mike Carr. Most of all, as always, to you, our fellow GTCC club members, for listening. It's been brilliant having you in the club. We'll see you next time. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. <laughs>